Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Nerds in the City, a Central Florida podcast talking about nerd cultures, movies, games, comics, movie reviews, and events happening in and around Central Florida. As always, this is your host, Tony, with Damn Nick. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) How's everything been, man? It's chill, man. It's actually really chill for some reason this week. This past weekend was really relaxing. I just chilled out. All weekend. I don't, I don't think I did anything. No, I literally we always usually have something planned. Like we meet up. We did actually meet up to finally watch the last episode of Lovecraft Country, and I think we both agreed that it should have it should stay there. I really don't foresee um, it continuing, but that's not a bad thing. Because right? I don't know. I don't think TV shows should always their goal shouldn't be necessarily oh well we want that second season, which I know they do. But sometimes if you end it where it's just ending the first season like very well, you know, the popularity is going to demand the second season no matter what. But, you know, it's just beautiful when it just ends. Like, you're like, okay, this ended. Now, That's it. you know. Let's leave it If it there. comes up with something else, cool. But right now, it just ended. If they expand the universe, I'd be fine with it. Like, it, it's still in the same universe, but it's a different, mm-hmm. like, Lovecraft country and they'll go somewhere else. Because I think this was based in Idaho. Or Indiana? I forgot what city it America, was. It's the U.S. no matter what, yeah. Yeah, so if they picked it, like, oh, in California, something similar mm-hmm. to the same, you know, Lovecraft storyline or lore. Yeah? I, I mean, I don't know. I like, I kind of liked it just because more of a discovery of everybody, like, discovering this, this all stuff existed. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it, well, that's the problem with too many other shows, like, especially sci-fi shows. I love sci-fi shows, but... You get to a point where the discovery just starts becoming a little ridiculous. Like, I love Supernatural, but Supernatural literally has had dragons, gods, you know, God himself. Like, you know, it's, you know, at some point you're going, you're going to go too far where it's like, where do we go from here? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll see. I can't wait to see what they come up with. Uh, Maybe for the next show. What next show? No, I, that's what I'm saying. Is oh, I you're waiting for another. That's what I think is going to happen. I think movies are going to people are going to turn away, not necessarily turn away from movies, but I think people are going to start more focusing on like one-off TV shows. And I said that. Remember when I told you, I was like, they're going to start. They're starting to. Fo- they're going to start focusing on short series or limited series. Like Queen's Gambit was a great example of what something that looks very cinematic that you could see in a movie. But it's a series that you could watch it. But I think it's funny that they they don't name it what it sounds like it is. Because I remember when I was, I think it was nineties, early nineties. I think it was when it became popular. Um, miniseries. Yeah. I don't see anything wrong. I loved miniseries. Like you know, there was all these movies and TV shows. Well, these TV shows. Think about it. It was such a popular, what we consider a movie before it became an actual movie. Because the first one was just a miniseries. Yeah. It was like three parts or two parts. I don't know. It was most of those miniseries used to run yeah, off like five. 10, 15 episodes or something. And each episode was like, like 45 minutes. Something. It was crazy. Yeah. Especially Stephen King one. Stephen King. The miniseries. hospital. The one he had the, the hospital one. Which one was the hospital? I think it was called the hospital or something. I know there was a Stephen King that was surrounded by like an, a hospital. You talking about The Stand? Probably. Well, The Stand actually just came out. Re, re, uh, re- released. It's got re-released. I want to. I want to watch that one too. Yeah. But yeah, no. They, they used to. Um, used to have a lot of miniseries that were really cool. And then what I liked about it is that it just built up. You built up the story. You were you were a mystery to about halfway through, and even then, you still didn't know everything. So that's what I loved about those miniseries, and that's why I'm hoping those kind of those kind of shows come back. Yeah. No, that's true. 
It is, it is. But let's get into some topics. What you got me? All right. So, um, on a serious event that happened last week was the riot or the riot at uh, Capitol Hill Mm -hmm. on the Capitol. And um, a lot of pictures were taken and a lot of them were portraying people wearing the Punisher logo on their shirts, on their hats, on the Mm. flag that a lot of fans uh, called Marvel or telling Marvel that they should retire the Punisher and or his logo altogether because of what it was sim- what happened last week that symbolized a lot of hatred, a lot of uh, division between in, in in the United States and everything else. So there there are people that are saying, which is the, what the funny thing about it is that the Punisher is completely opposite what these group of people were kind of holding on because they're very patriotic and he was very he was a military man, but he once he once his family died, he went to the side of vengeance and that's all he was about. Like he even he even abolished the police department. Like he shot up at the police, and yeah, he's a very anti-hero. He's a very anti-hero. But I think that it wasn't see, and that's what bothers me about the whole idea about kind of retiring him. Is I mean, people are gonna don something. Like think about it. Think about because obviously the whole idea of what happened were people that that believed they were acting in the spirit of, of patriotism, right? So what about if they they don Captain America's uh of uh, you know, outfit or logo, whatever. The shield or something. Yeah, just because they 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 have a just because they don those things or they have some kind of connection or they try to make some kind of connection that they have that Wait, might not be relevant to the actual character. Yeah, this might be something that they specifically felt that felt is. that way, or or maybe they feel that most represents what they were trying. You know, whatever because it has American flag colors. What, however, they might see it. That's kind of unfair for the character themselves to suffer so much. Yeah. Um, for that cause, and it, I mean, because obviously Punisher, but I also think the other reason too is that most of those, um, the Punisher's always kind of deemed in that way is because mm-hmm. think about this the Punisher is, in a sense, a comic book hero, right? But he's one of the few comic book heroes that is human, but also does not use, um, non realistic weapons for his causes, you know what I'm saying? He doesn't have yeah. a a particular skill or power and he doesn't really use anything like very flashy like bows and arrows or, or yeah, he's or a very like grounded that. character he uses he's... guns yeah and that's what i'm saying so i can see why they they use that character because obviously these are people that are represented using guns i mean again the character himself doesn't follow probably any of the ideology that they were trying to represent but he will he you know he used weapons he's a he's a person who goes out and use weapons and gets kind of we can say he gets whatever justice he believes is justice so i think that's where the the the, the similarities die out where it's like he's just a guy using guns that's that's the most relevant that they can get with it yeah because every other character is obviously more superhero but i don't think that maybe i think what they should do is instead of trying to retire the character is make him possibly change his weaponry to be a little bit more in line with something a little bit more um, on the cartoon and the comic side, comic of it? side, you know, like a laser gun, a laser something beam? like that. Something. Just don't try not to use guns that somebody can pick up at uh, you know at a gun store. Yeah, use something a little bit more outrageous. Use something with a yeah. little bit different kick to it, a little bit different design. Yeah, to there's it. there's been a lot of people on Twitter talking about either either 
um, canceling him out for a while until like this whole thing dies out or or retire him completely or there's even been talks of like you should uh, do an aggressive uh, trademark on his logo that nothing that you produce can come out of it or they could pursue it legally there's other there's even been um, other people that were saying like yeah let's let's like let's postpone him for a while why just Uh, redesign his logo redesign his logo that's another that was another talk but I guess the um, it's so synonymous that because it's been for years that he's he's at logo, so it's harder to change it. Or I they mean, could adapt a new one. Yeah, you know I mean that's 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 get a, something a little bit more tribalistic, and I think it it will be less likely that that would be used that way. Yeah, something with a little bit, you know, something maybe closer to um, uh, Day of the Dead Mexican lore or something of an island appeal to it. Because again, if you make it more foreign, then it's less likely that. They would use it for some something the way that they will they pick it up. It. As, yeah. I use it as they were doing it. It's something in that in that way. But yeah. I was thinking, in, uh, if you remember the the Blade series, uh, yes. the movies, especially number two, mm-hmm. the remember the guns that he used were technically they were real guns. However, the designs were more abnormal, and that's what I'm saying is I think if they just change the design of the weaponry that he uses to be a little bit more abnormal, more fantasy based a little bit, I think yeah. that might help split that and you're right maybe that might not be enough you might yeah. need something a little bit more, more drastic more Change. drastic so if they if they could either do like a like redo his whole storyline and you know I me mean? how they did with like marvel did what dc did with their spider like with batman like just change up the whole story and just have like a new adapted uh punisher it doesn't even have to be frank castle they could have somebody. Does anybody ever done that? That that I want, like. I don't. I don't follow it that much to to say yes or no. Mm. But I I I know that they could have anybody like of different ethnicity pick up the mantle as Punisher, different logo, same ideology of you know I mean somebody that's up for vengeance because. Uh, for revenge on their family and anything But again, else. I think they're just using the logo because, I mean, regardless, we can, we can literally go back and forth on all these different things, but to be yeah. completely honest, I think none of it is as relevant as just the fact that it's just a simple, cool logo. Yeah. That's all it is. That's all. That's the only thing that you can really take apart from it. So as long as you can make something, if you change the logo to something else, maybe dramatically change it, have some of the same elements where you dramatically change it. Then you won't have the same problem. I guarantee you won't have the same because they, they're still going to want to use the original logo because they like that one, like better. a clown face or something. Something, just something to <laughs> something to separate it a little bit more. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's a simple change they could do to just really reinvent the character. But they're not. I mean, again, these people already have that logo that's been used and it's going to be continued to be used because they like the look. But if you do something different, they're not going to adapt the new one. They're just going to keep the old one. Yeah. So shifting from we're staying at Marvel, but mm-hmm. we're shifting shifting views on this. It's going from uh, the comic books, but now we're going into the MCU. Mm-hmm. So Kevin 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 Feige just confirmed that Deadpool three mm-hmm. will be in set to be in the MCU, and is confirmed. Well, at first it it was teased, and, and a few articles I've read they confirmed it that it's going to be rated R, Deadpool three. So th- this is something that we've been discussing back and forth. Like, if is he going to come on? Is Deadpool coming? If so, is it going to be rated um, rated R, or is he going to be in the MCU all in, in itself in an entirety? They did confirm that they are going to start record uh, filming in twenty twenty two, 
and he's already said that he is going to be a while till he's introduced. So at least we, I figure, we won't see him until twenty twenty four or end of like mid twenty twenty three. That he won't be, he'll be introduced. But by that time, we already have like a phase and a half in. So a lot of the uh, mutant characters should be introduced because now we're going to have Fantastic Four before that, mm-hmm. uh, Blade before that, probably some other Marvel. I mean, X Men characters might be introduced. Mm-hmm. So. It's gonna be a. It's good that he's coming in. I want to see how he's gonna come in, and they are saying that they're gonna, they're gonna keep Brian Reynolds as Deadpool to to I think to he, push. He emulates the role. It's almost like right now they have to obviously let's say if they bring back the uh, Wolverine character, it's gonna be difficult to do without Hugh Jackman. Uh, Hugh Jackman, and mind you, again, we can make the, uh, the argument can be made. I mean, Hugh Jackman does not follow uh, Wolverine's characteristics at all, but yeah. he made the character his own. So that's the only issue. So you have to really reinvent. And it's funny because X Men in general, just yeah, to be able to X-Men reinvent before Wolverine. Wolverine was short, stocky. Wolverine's like five three. Yeah, but have you noticed that ever since the um, Hugh Jackman took that character role mm-hmm. into play, a lot of the comic books he's taller now. He he's more lean. Oh, really? I didn't... Yeah, like old man Logan, he's not short. He's he's tall. He's <laughs> he's like probably Hugh Jackman height. And if, that's I think it happens is they 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 adapt to what's popular. So. Yeah. That's kind of messed up, too, a little bit, because it's like, you know, fine, you want to leave Hugh Jackman to do it, but he shouldn't reinvent the original character. They should keep the way the original character where it is. Yeah. It's almost like with, didn't they do the same thing with uh, um, they did Samuel with, Jackson? Uh, Samuel Jackson, too. Yeah, with... But uh, I think that was, I felt like that was not as much they were trying to reinvent the character for, for Samuel. I think that was like kind of a precursor, like, well, we want, to, we want to reinvent this character to somebody different. You know, then they kind of kind of got together with that because that, that's a really huge change that's not wasn't like uh make him a little taller make him like this that was a completely change of, of a lot of different details they did the, the same i think they did the same for for a small series for chris pratt as star lord but yeah but getting back to it i mm-hmm. i i do think that doing this rated r they this will also ultimately i i would want to believe or i want to see is that this doesn't make blade Rated art, also, like there's gonna be a subset for Marvel that's gonna be the way to like kind of like a uh, DC Dark, but this is kind of be like Marvel Marvel Marvel, D- Marvel Dark, <laughs> something like that. Because there are a lot of characters that they think about. They can't. There's a lot of characters that's gonna be difficult to do with a light touch like that. Yeah, I mean, like you said, uh, uh, Blade is one that you know. Why would you want to see it? Blade is essentially a, a, a horror character. Why would you yeah, want it? Yeah, he's like a horror series. Yeah, so why would you want it to be anything? Ghost like, Rider. If they do Ghost Rider, I think he should be rated R also. Yeah, so I think it should be a. I think it should be a subseries of Marvel where they allow because of that. Ryan Reynolds, I say they they allow a certain genre of their movies to be dark. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I, I, I do, I do see that. Um, what they're doing, what I feel that they're doing is I think they're going to expand the universe enough that it won't be just one saga. I think they're going to have multiple sagas going at the same time, mm-hmm. but they won't, they hardly would cross over into one like, like infinity saga. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to have separate sagas going on on its own, which I think is the best way to so do it. So they're all basically going to be movie. It's almost like going to be like, um, it's almost going to be like a, 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 um, a production company. Like, you know how, like, Blumhouse? Yeah. Blumhouse obviously follows different different series of movies. Obviously, they're all scary, whatever. And then just has the Blumhouse kind of logo yeah. in it. They have the un- same universe. 
So it's probably the same thing where it's going to have multiple movies, maybe multiple universe style or more series movies, but. Yeah, but I think they'll keep them in this. I, I would want to keep them in the same saga, like the same storyline structure for them. And I think they might do that. They they might do something cosmic, something horror, something like street I just level. wish that they kind of went back to, because I know that they're going to reintroduce Thanos into um, the Eternals, right? I yeah, think that's it's, it's going to be like a young Thanos. I hope that they introduce Lady Death and in, in oh, turn yeah. they and introduce like Deadpool. Yes. Or she mentions him. Or, or like they introduce her and um they introduce her and then she becomes a cameo in Deadpool. Yeah, that would be dope. <laughs> that would be so sick. Oh man, thinking about it now. Yes. <laughs> I think you know what's funny, they should they should take a, a play from what they did with uh Hulk. They should be characters that never actually get their own movie, but they're kind of their their storyline is spread across a bunch of other people's movies. Yeah, that, like the Hulk. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much because it had pretty much had his own movie within five movies. Because can you imagine that they can do that? Because think about it, you do you do let's say three different characters, and you do their own series of movies. But like, man, we wanted to do so many. So what you just started doing is try introducing one and maybe other two characters that have cameos in those movies. But their storyline, if you look at across all those it other progresses movies, on its own. Exactly. So you you can you. Although you have only three series going, you have five characters, story arcs moving. Yeah. Cool. That, that's Done. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Sign us up, Marvel. We got you. <laughs> All right. So lastly, uh, Lucas Films uh, is reinventing. They have a Lucas Films, uh, Lucas Games. Okay. So uh, Bethesda uh, that did Fallout, mm-hmm. um they announced that what well, I think it was today. They did a sneak peek that they're gonna do an Indiana Jones game. So people are excited because it's Indiana Jones is it's their own their franchise, and people are either saying, "Oh, it's gonna be like Uncharted." So the last Indiana Jones game that came out was back during PS2 and PS3, uh, PS2 and Wii. It came out. It was it was like this bloggy game, but they were supposed to come out with one in PS3, but Lucas Lucasfilms scratched the project halfway through, but now they're coming back. So because Lucas saying that they're gonna take all their properties and they're gonna start making games, so like Star Wars, uh, I think ET falls into that, but I doubt they're gonna do ET game. You know what I think they should do uh, with all that is they should start to. They should invent the new way of a movie, right? The new way we experience movies, right? So kind of like, you remember that one on Netflix, uh, kind of like uh, choose your own direction, um, Black Mirror episode? Yeah, yeah, with the game, with the video game. Yeah, obviously not like that. Not like whatever, like you're watching a movie and you get to choose no, but like an actual physical game, but like all the production value and high quality of movies. Where it does have long series, maybe good uh, comedy skits, stuff like that. Like you literally make a movie around the game, but you still make it into a game. You don't make it live action at all. But you make all the idea, writing, high production value of a movie, like Indiana Jones. And then you kind of incorporate the game together. So you experience a new type of movie. Where it's not like you choose your own path. The path is there. So it's not live action. It's not live action because like, I think live action would be too distracting. Un- like until dawn, but with way better production value and production, storyline. Production value was good. I know it was, but I'm talking about we could still go better. 
I'm talking about like so good that if you wanted to, you can actually just take all the cuts from the sh- from the game and make its own and, and show it in the theater, and people will be like appreciated, like wow, that's a really good quality, whatever you want to call like it, animated animated movie. movie, yeah. Okay. But that's how high production I'm talking about, and then you have the game surrounded it, surrounding it. So, so you would say almost like The Last of Us, because that production value was amazing. Storyline was good, first one, but more of choose your own story. You make it so that people want to watch you play it. That's how good. Okay. That's how good. Not like simple little choices that just no move the game around. No, Phys- actual working games. Like you working do stuff. mechanic that adjusts as you exactly. As you but your in betweens. But the production battle, even while you work, where you're playing, and the in-betweens are so good, people want to sit down and watch you play it. That's how good it is. How many multiple endings do you want on it? Endless? No, 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 no. Let's not even go through multiple endings. I want be- to... No, because that's that's where it gets confusing. No. Let's make it... Because every game has a, a predetermined ending. Yeah, but if I know the... If I know whatever... So, my thing is this. Here's my thing with mm-hmm. that. Is that if I know, like, the ending, it gets to this point. Let's say the ending is the character... Rides away in the sunset, whatever it is, dies on the cliff, whatever. If I know that's the ending, so everything in, in between doesn't matter to me because I know that's my ultimate end. It's not going to change. But my decisions g- in it won't change my ending. I'd like it that if if I go left, anything I go, no, but again, that, that, that's a whole different that direction. Type of game. If I change it, it goes. Into I'm talking a, about game. Every game has a predetermined setting and goals. You make it as difficult as any game because that's the problem with predetermination games is that ultimately it doesn't really come about skill set. It just becomes about choices. And But I'm not saying that because that obviously will take it away from it. I'm talking about a predetermined game, like a predetermined movie, like anything else. But the, everything in, done, uh, in the middle is done with such high production value yeah. that while you're playing, people watch you want to watch you play because it seems like they're watching a freaking movie. That's how good. All right, so you're getting into very too deep into that. Uh, so I do. <laughs> That's, That's how my do. mind goes. My mind doesn't just fall on the shallow end. My, my uh, mind I, goes deep. I like I like the idea. I like the concept. But like that, like the, that's what I like until dawn is that there were so different multiple. Again, yeah, no, I get and that. that's what I liked about it. That 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 my decision, regardless of what it is, is going to be different every time. I know, but that's what I'm saying. But that was the determination of the game. But I'm not. I'm trying to get away from well, that. I'm getting to. I'm getting to. I'm more in that game aspect because I love games and. Oh, and me too. But the thing is, uh, like you just said, um, I haven't played it myself. But like you said, um, The Last of Us has a predetermined ending. It has a predetermined ending, but like that, that would be I, on that. Um, with Last of Us, uh, my discuss my point on it was the production value. Mm-hmm. And no, no, you're I, right. The production value was good. The production value and the quality of the game. Mm-hmm. But if they made that more like the theory of the last of the until dawn, which depending on what you choose and how you take your character is going to change the ending every time because not a predetermined ending automatically gets to that one point. That's the only thing I didn't like. I, I don't like when when it's decision based that it was like at the end of it, regardless of what you do, like best the the best way to say it was um, Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm hmm. At the end, your character dies. He dies because that's the, that's the start of Red, Red Red Dead Redemption, the first one. But that's my thing with it is like, regardless if I was good, if I was bad, if people hated me, loved me, I didn't know that that the end was going to be that. That was like, oh, depending on my path, what I choose or my choices, 
is going to change my ending. It didn't. And I was like kind of annoyed by that because I'm like. But see, but then that's what I'm saying. Those those kind of games when you have a, a. I think when you start creating games that have multiple endings, the game goes away from skill set. You don't necessarily have to be skilled at it at this point. You're just making choices because that's the fun part of the game. Yeah. So it's not about how you play the game anymore, how skill set or what you or the cho- choices so you can win the game it's more of the choices you make so you can change the game so that's what i'm saying is like let's get away from that at least for now so that way we can actually make a super high production game like that because and also if you're gonna do indiana jones go back to the religious aspect of everything that he discovered because that's what the biggest tie-in was with the first movie in the third movie yeah was there was religious undertones with everything he did and i think that's what sets Indiana Jones apart from, let's say, Uncharted. Yeah. Because Uncharted was more of a very specific person who had money. And then uh, Tomb Raider was pretty much all different types of characters from all history. You know, whatever. But if you, but one thing about Indiana Jones that always felt like set it apart was there was a religious undertone with everything that he did. Yeah. You know? And I think that if you bring it back to that, people would resonate well, with Well, they more. say there's going to be a whole new storyline to it. So I don't know if they're going to bring back like Readers of the Lost Ark. Well, you don't have to bring back those characters. No, no, no. Like- not characters, but the time that was at or even like the time piece that it was in or mm-hmm. the, the lore that what it was because all three movies, maybe mm-hmm. they do something different. And that's one thing that people might, fall, might say they're going to compare to Uncharted mm-hmm. if it becomes too similar to just some rich dude just looking for artifacts or trying to collect an artifact. Then Indiana Jones, like how you said, which had a certain undertone that, that, that carried out throughout the three movies. And for him, it was more of a curiosity of finding this, um, this very, very important character thing. But also if you notice, if you really think about Indiana Jones, it was never necessarily just about him getting those things. It was about making sure that the other people didn't get those things. Yeah. He was stopping them from getting it. Yeah, he was. That was his main. If anything, that was his main goal is to keep, is to keep other parties from finding him. Although his curiosity is what those parties used to use to get him to do the things like that to find it. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. You you keep those elements of the movie uh, of the game. I think it'd be great, especially now with because it's gonna be difficult to find somebody else. I think it was a good when they were trying to get that one guy from uh, um from uh, um Hangover because I think he has that look. He might have been able to. To do uh, Bradley um, Cooper? young, yeah, Bradley Cooper could have been a good Harrison Ford kind of thing. Yeah, maybe I think he has the a charm. Bit. I think, yeah, I think he was good at that. But I think over time now, it's not as gonna, it's not going to be as as I don't know. It's not going to fall the same anymore. Well, let's see. Let's see what happens. But the people are already joking that with Bethesda is that they're going to release the game is going to be like sixty percent done, <laughs> and there's going to be like major updates for the next two years after that, just trying to get it fixed to what they want it. Is that what happened with um, Fallout? They're still trying to fix that. <laughs> still trying to fix that game. Let's not even talk about it. All right, guys, we're gonna take a quick break because of this, and come back with Damn Nix's corner review. Yeah. Hey everyone, welcome back to Damn Nix's corner review. So, uh, Monday or yesterday, Nick posted a review for Donnie Darko, and he said, uh, arguably, it could be uh, similar to. Well, let me let me kind of reiterate that. So, yeah, what I said was arguably, I think you can you can look at Donnie Darko, and if you really think about it, 
it actually is almost like a reimagination of Final Destination. Like almost like if you like, what about if we made Final Destination not so hokey but very more serious? And I think because the reason I say that is because I started thinking about both movies. And I was like, wait a minute. So you have a kid who has visions that avoids essentially avoids death, right? So he lives his life, but then he realizes that something keeps on drawing him one way or the other. Things keep on happening around him, which ultimately bring would ultimately bring him back to die. So obviously in Final Destination, that was kind of to close the loop where they would just kill him in real time. Yeah. In this case, what death did was he made Donnie go back in time so that he died the way he was supposed to. Yes. So that's what I'm saying is like, I know, I know it's different, but I, what I'm saying is it's almost like if you were going to make more of a, a serious indie movie with the same idea where death lost somebody and needed that person to die. And it kind of showed you in that series, everything that, that the reason why he needed him to die or the reason the things that, that happened because he didn't die, but then using his death, he used time to bring him back so they, so he can kill him the way he was supposed to. So it shows you all the things that he actually did in that week didn't happen. Because obviously his, um, his life, him living caused more, more things to happen. And think about it. The one thing, the worst thing that he did while he was alive or like, because he didn't die. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause he caused a lot of different things, you know, inadvertently, like he didn't yeah. mean to, but the one thing he did cause directly was the death of a young kid by shooting him. Yeah. That was wearing a bunny outfit. And that's the one character who kept on haunting him, showing him that, like his death caused somebody else to not have to like, you know, like a, an unforeseen a death that shouldn't have happened. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It's I felt like it's more of an artistic version of Final Destination. That's way twi- off. <laughs> I think so. I, you think? I, wow, yeah, really? After yeah. my argument, you think that's way off? Yeah. I I, I don't see it as a reimagining. I think that no. Two- I'm not saying that it was. I'm saying no, you no, can no, no, no. See, can- I'm saying that's what I'm saying. I don't even see it as a reimagining of of even if you take out the the campiness that was uh, Final Destination. And like the over the topness of how death, like drives or is very pers- persistent on trying to get, ch- trying to get the check mark off, on the people, I'm like no, no. Because you're saying that's what I'm saying. You're saying death as somebody who needs to close that loop. I'm saying that death basically wanted to show Johnny the reason that he needed to die. If if all right, so and if, he was able to correct that mistake by showing him the way to go back. It's it's almost like all right, if if that's the case, it's mm-hmm. almost like Donnie Darko. Mm-hmm. Listen to me. So there's all, we're gonna go with that theory. So I feel like then Donnie Darko is like a reimagining of what a wonderful life, where the guy goes back and see his life like he didn't have his family. So, so you know, this one would have been in reverse. Is that no. if he would have lived? The reason I don't say <laughs> no, because the reason I say that is because 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 it's, Darnie, it's almost listen, about listen, okay. listen, listen. in Darnie yeah. Darko, mm-hmm. he he doesn't die, so he continues living, and mm-hmm. he sees how everything is is changing after because he's alive. Mm-hmm. In a wonderful life, it shows that everything happens after he's dead, and he wants to be alive. So this one, he was like, "Hey, they're better off without me." And in Wonderful Life, hey, they're better off, and I'm better off with them. So it's like a reimagined, just told in reverse, in, in, in polar opposites. Mm, I don't see it that way. The reason I say it that way is because ultimately the the driving force, the reason I say it is because all you really have to say is 
whoever whatever Johnny Johnny Darko Donnie Darko was going through, it was death's death's plan. And that's it. You don't have to do anything but just say that over the top and there you go. With that with that one, I just feel like that's way too different. In regards to the motivation, the who you know, who controlled it, stuff like that. Yeah, I'm just saying it was every imagine of a twisted way of a wonderful life. No, but that's what I'm saying. You're trying to twist that like you're twisting it to the point where it's just trying to make that connection to try to prove that as an alternative. But I just feel like Donnie Darko is a very is if you take the very basic elements, it's very it's 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 very similar. And that's what I'm saying. It looks like a reimagining of that movie. I don't know, I just don't see the same plot points for for that. That's what I'm saying. Like, again, young kid sees visions, um, averts death, averts death. That's the main thing. Not that he wants to die. He averts death. And then he uh, he sees that, that, he, 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 then he gets rubbed back so that he dies the way he was intended. That's Donnie Darko, but not Final Destination. I'm just saying that's Final Destination was about getting people to die because they were supposed to. Was yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just saying is that if you change the motivation, if you just say like this is just a literally over the top, the motivation was... Try to get him to die the way he was supposed to. That's it. All right, guys. You let us know. What do you think is a better a reimagining of Donnie Darko? A, a wonderful <laughs> life? <laughs> or a final destination? We'll put a post up uh, later today or this Good week. Thing, man. Let's see. I think we're both wrong, but that's fine. I, 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 again, it was more it's, of, it's a, of an opinion, intellectual but. exercise, I guess. Yeah, that's fine. I like, I like, I like this. <laughs> but let's get on to this new movie. Yeah. This movie that we watched was yeah. Tenet. Tenant by Christopher just, Nolan. You seem upset, sir. All right. So let's start with the audio mixing. Uh, I hated it. Did not notice it. I I I hated it. I'll re- say one more time. It was the worst for me because there was. And the and funny thing is that after I watched the, the movie. So all right, the issue, first the issue. The mm-hmm. issue was that I would watch, hear the movie and then there was dialogue. That people were talking that it was like there's like tidbits of information that could help me understand the movie better, but they have this music going over it, or they were mumbling, not mumbling, they were muffled, or they're talking over their mask and I couldn't hear them. So I was like, oh my god, this sucks. And then on top of that, addition to that, in addition to that, is that the caption wasn't working. So I had like halfway through the movie, I'm like, the caption's not working. I I had to like get out of the um, Amazon Prime because that's what we ordered on put it back on, made sure the caption's on, and then it started to work halfway through the movie. I'm like, I'm not going back an hour and a half. I'm like, I figured it's a kind of a heist movie by this point. Let me continue <laughs> with that theory. And I I was like, I need to find, and usually what I do is like, movies like this, Chris knows that movies that make you think about how, how the movie's interpreted or what's the timeline or anything in general that's not so straightforward. That it's like more layers, like Inception, Interstellar, mm. like his types of movies like that, then I'm like, I usually watch a review or um, an explanation of it. Mm-hmm. And like the first one I saw, the guy goes, and I sent it to you, he goes, the first thing I had to say is I'm not happy with the audio mix. And I'm like, I am not the only one. And the funny thing is, that might have been intentional. Possibly, because he, he, the funny thing is, I didn't notice. I made sure to put caption because I didn't want to miss anything, but I didn't really notice like this that weird thing that you mentioned about like the so audio. Try watching it again, like, probably the first half hour, mm. and just take off the caption, and then you you you'll see you'll see what I'm talking about. But overall, 
Okay, so let's get into this movie. So it's with uh, David Washington, which yeah, is Denzel, Denzel Denzel's son. son, which his eyes look just like him. <laughs> My wife goes, he doesn't look like Denzel. I'm like, it's all in the eyes. And she's like, oh, damn, it is. Well, it's funny because somebody had mentioned like, oh my God, they're they're very similar. I was like, no, they're not. If you were thinking about it, because Denzel's Denzel's most memorable scenes is to be this very passionate, loud, abrasive speaker. I mean, yeah. most of his movies he's famous for is always he's very passionate, he's very into it. And I noticed with his son, his son has a more subtle approach, subtle, you know, calm approach to his acting, but it's yeah. still really good. Yeah, it was. He's he's like one of those actors that I've seen and. Lately, or even older, um, Pat, like in the back, mm-hmm. Pat, time, blah, 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 in the past, was that he says a lot, in, like, there's more said in silence with him because he, he's his, like, his mannerism on how he, like, visually when he's trying to explain something, mm-hmm. even though they're subtle, there's more, like, emotion or intent behind it. But I think overall, he did really good. Um, uh, Robert Pattinson did really good. I think his character. I felt like he his character was I liked his character uh, all the way through. I felt like there should have been a little bit more more dynamic between their their relationship. Um, I think there should there should have been more interaction between them. I think their chemistry, Robert Pattinson and, and uh, David, uh, the protagonist, mm-hmm. which I loved that they never said his name. His name was always the protagonist. Yeah, I I like their interaction on screen, and I wish there was more of it. I guess they they were they bounced well off each other when they were on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I think the progression of the the story or the movie was well paced and towards until towards like the third half of it, which was like really rushed for me. Everything was, was I don't I don't know if it was rushed. It just felt messy, but yeah, yeah. For for or same messy rushed. I mean, I feel like they there was too much going on mm-hmm. that you're trying to pick up the pieces really quick. And trying to be like, this is happening. This is happening. This is what you're trying to tell me. This is what I'm trying to understand. This is what you're trying to interpret. This is what's actually going on in the movie and everything else. So, like, for me, fast, fast pace or messy is the same thing. Because mm-hmm. sometimes fast pace, things get, things drop off because it's trying to progress it too quickly. For being, and that's funny, for being a movie that's two hours and 20 minutes long, mm-hmm. to have something rushed. In the I last like forty, the in the last forty I'm minutes, think about how, because uh, I mean the buildup was good. The buildup was good, and I and I understood to a certain degree what the technology and the science was. Um, there was only one one glaring hole that I think was kind of funny um, for me. Was it the beginning or the middle? Beginning. Uh, see, I didn't understand what they were talking about. So I can't. No, it's not that. even about understanding what they were talking <laughs> about. It was so. I, I don't know if I should get into it. No, let's not get into it. Let's, okay, let's yeah. Spoiler free. But you so, felt like they should have they they th- gotten into more depth and the detail. No no, 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 no. Not that they should have. I think there was just certain things that they, the way that I, I understood it to be and the way they kind of explained it, I understood it to be a certain thing, but I felt like there was something that they did towards the beginning of the movie where it did not correlate with the what explanation. Happened in the, yes. I think I know what you're talking about. So, um... So the movie itself was interesting. I like the concept. I think I don't know. Sometimes I'm, and I hate this about movies because I like movies that have me think, um, especially really in depth like that. But sometimes I don't know if it's that I like the thought experiment or I like the the movie itself. So this one where I'm a little, I kind of have to. I feel like I have to rewatch it just to see 
if I like the movie or I like the the, the thought the thought the, experiment. The thought experiment with it. Um, but I did again. I did love the thought experiment. I thought it was a cool idea. A very especially somebody who's I love time. I've watched all different types of movies when it comes to time. Yeah, it's a messy subject. It's so difficult to to tackle because they, plot holes are so easy. Yeah. Um, especially like that's why I like the. That's one of my favorite characters, Doctor Who. He's a time traveler, but I like the way he does it. He pretty much just explodes it. It's like, no, they don't worry about it. So that's why I get to enjoy it. But yeah, with other movies, it's so easy to to pick apart timelines. Um, but I did like the concept of how they approach it in this movie. And I actually got to the point where I wasn't just watching other movie reviews explain the movie. I, fought, I watched physicists explain the movie. Oh, wow. So yeah, you went you went down the rabbit hole. I needed deep. to understand that because he doesn't do anything. Nolan doesn't do anything um, over the top. He doesn't like because I feel like some movies they just kind of make up lore, make up whatever, or, or they be like the quantum realm. Yeah, they just kind of make up the science. Yeah, uh, you as know, they go. And this they, one you, they didn't. No, they, it's the science. It's not that the science is sound. It's like there's a basis to it. Yeah, it, it, like it is what it is. There's a basis to the science. Yeah. But, so I don't know. I'm trying to. Trying to dissect it more. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it, like I said, uh, acting was very spot on. It was amazing. Um, the storyline. I, I wish more Michael Caine in it too. Michael Caine had like was, a, I think three, he was three like, minutes. I think every movie always has that helpful old person, and I think that's what it was. Um, <laughs> he was giving. He was helping out. Christopher Nolan was like, hey, "I got you, bro." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I wanted more, but I don't know if they could have done more. And but I did. I did believe there was um, the the final scene. It just felt messy in the sense like I did not know what was going on, and I don't like that. Like not necessarily the final scene, just the the scene that you're probably referencing, which was what felt like more like a battle scene. Yeah, I felt like I could not how to put this. I could not follow. I just felt like it was not made to follow. Yeah, because there was too much going on in different directions that you're like. Which way am I going? It's not even just that. It just I there was there was things I was looking for. I was staring at it and I was like, yeah, it was not there. It was not clear. And I was like, oh. so be, so yeah. There was um, there were certain things I wish I would have, I would have seen. And maybe I gotta watch it again to see if it's still there. But other than that, I thought it was a really great concept, done well, uh, visually beautiful movie. Um, Certain things I feel like I pick it apart, but as far as whole plot lines, but other than that, I, I enjoyed the movie. All right, so now we get into the Nickies. How many Nickies do you have on this? Three and a half. Three and a half. I want to give it a four, but I felt Nolan can do better. Yeah, Nolan has done better. That's why. Oh I yeah, think. definitely he's done better. Yeah, I think I'm. I don't I'm, think he's a bad movie. I don't think he's a, like one of his worst movies or anything like that. I just felt like there was. I felt like he could have done a little better. Like I, I wanted to, not that I had a higher expectation. I don't know. It just I, I was higher. so interested into it. I was. I, there were certain things I felt like I didn't get to, and again, it's one of those things where it's like you want to pick it apart, but you don't even know where to, where what you're trying to pick apart. You just know there was something missing. Yes, and that's where I felt like it's almost like you have that. You're you're almost finishing the puzzle, but you don't know what puzzle piece you're missing to finish it. Yeah, so that's the only reason. Again, I'm I'm not giving a three point five because I think it's like. Wor- like you know, worse than other movies I've given a four to. Not at all. I, no. I mean, if you were to compare them directly, I'm sure this would high rank higher. Rank higher. Yeah. It's just based on what I know Nolan can put out there. I felt like I've always watched his movies feeling satisfied. 
this one I didn't feel satisfied, and that's where yeah. I'm like, so I'm being I, a little, I'm being a little, little nitpicky. nitpicky. No, same here. I give, I gave it a three, three and a half. Also, um, I fall into the same realm. Is that it's not that I, um, not that I was, I wasn't, I was content. Like I was, I was happy that the movie was made. I was happy how it was shot. I was happy how the storyline mm-hmm. and the idea, the concept, concept of it was amazing. Yeah. Um. I, I it felt me wanting more, mm-hmm. and not more in time, more in detail or sh- not structure, but more in detail of yeah. Um, either giving giving us more things to think about in concept of time, mm-hmm. or in concept of the physics, or in concept of the device, concept of the character. Um, a little bit more because at towards the end, it's almost it's it's almost to have a full circle wraparound, and you're like that's how it ends, and at the end you're like, you you didn't give me enough to to satisfy my palate, to be like ooh that was a great ending the way yeah. it ended it. That's that's my thing with it. So I give it a three and a half. Okay, I agree. I, I agree. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to our latest episodes of Nerds in the City. You can always find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Nerds in the City. Or you can email us at nerdsinthecitypodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Give us suggestions, topics to talk about, or even things that we could do to improve your listening pleasures. As always, tell a nerd, send a nerd, bring a nerd. All right, everyone. See you next week. <laughs>